The Perpetual Inquisition acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognizes the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back, TPI listeners, to part two of Stepping Outside of Familiarity with Shireen Abraham. If you've yet to listen to part one, never fear. There aren't many spoilers from that in this episode, but feel free to pause here and catch up. For the rest of you, I hope you're ready because Shireen shares her experience with mental health and provides some great insights and tips. Let's hear from Shireen. It's a bit of a, a tangent, I guess, or a, a point, but I've, I've noticed that you do a lot of work around mental health as well. Like recently you were featured in Shakti News. Um, and so how has um, mental health, I guess, played a part with your goals as well? Could you uh, talk a little bit about that journey? Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for asking me that question. Um, so when I think about my goals, right, I think of personal goals, so that's related to my like spiritual, mental well-being, and of course, career goals. And I think one thing that I realized the most uh, during last year was that we really need time for ourselves. Um, I've always hit the ground running. I've never really taken a break for anything. And I think that's just the mindset that I've always grown up with. Um, just being in school as well, like we were all pretty competitive. Um, again, being an Asian environment as well we're always told like to aim for the top um, which I think is great but I also think it can really result in you being lost in the mess and the chase of things and obviously it can lead to burnout um, so for me mental health is something that um, has been quite a journey but uh, something that I re really think we should prioritize um, so I just try to, I used to always overload myself and kind of stretch myself to thin, but now I've kind of realized the importance of being able to say no and just understanding like where I should prioritize my energy. Because obviously when you compromise on your energy, your quality of work compromises, your mental well-being compromises, and you're just not going to be able to be the best you can be. Um, so I think there's a lot of power in being able to say no, um, but definitely took a lot of strength to develop that, to just know what my boundaries are. Mm -hmm. um, but a key driver in helping me achieve that was therapy. Um, I went to therapy for about a year. Um, and I think it's great to, like, I definitely recommend it. <laughs> I think everyone should go to therapy. But obviously, like, um, coming from, like, a South Asian background, mental health is just not something that anyone spoke about. Um, it was just, there was a lot of shame associated with it. Obviously, like when I was going through it, my parents had no idea what was going on because their parents never spoke to them about this. Mm -hmm. Um, if you were to go to therapy, there's something wrong with you, or it's mm -hmm. just embarrassing, or if you're not feeling too great, people usually associate it with like, um, oh, you must have like eaten like a bad meal or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's not it, you know, like. Um, you're not done at the dumps for like a year because of a wrong meal, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I just 
think that, um, yeah, it's good to normalize these conversations. Um, mm -hmm. And definitely when you start talking about it, a lot of people will start relating to it. It gives them more strength to the to have the confidence to like go into therapy and work on their mental health and like face what's going on inside. Um, so yeah, mental health is very important to me. Um, definitely something that I'm gonna continue talking about. Um, yeah, no, um, I love that. And I completely agree with you. Therapy has been really important to me as well. I started last year and oh, oh my gosh, it's been such an eye opener, identifying all the, you know, your trigger points, your boundaries and, you know, things that uh, and things that you never saw about yourself, but and you see like, oh, my gosh, I can do this. I am like this. It's a good thing. And then also identifying the not so good things and working on those so that you become a better person and you're not burdened by a lot of toxic traits that you carry. Um, so I completely yeah. agree with you. Therapy is amazing. If I wish everyone could do it. And that I think that's another issue, right? Um, access to therapy. Um, and is that something you might look at in in your work in public health uh, and working with refugee and migrant communities, does your passion for mental health sort of tie into your goals um, towards public health as well? 110%. Um, I think mental health is something that the Australian healthcare system is still trying to make a bit more accessible and affordable because obviously therapy is not a privilege that is afforded to everyone. Mm -hmm. Even for me, like I had to work because um, to like support my therapy and fund it because uh, like it's just not covered under insurance. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> um, but definitely I think, um, and I remember how strenuous it was to just work hard just so I could afford like a few more sessions. Um, mm. And sometimes like we couldn't go to a few sessions just because like um, on a casual basis, it's just not very sustainable. Mm. Um, and just remembering how stressful that period was and thinking about how many people may not even be employed, but require this level of care and mm. access to these services would definitely make me want to, um, yeah, definitely would prioritize that, especially in refugee health because of a lot of the trauma associated with migration um, against your will, a lot of the mistreatment, a lot of the exploitation i definitely think mental health is something that should be prioritized and included when we're thinking about refugee health given your experience you know with therapy and and the whole journey involved in in like prioritizing your self-care and the the effort you had to go to um to access it for yourself and you know imagining how that must be for people who can't even work to get therapy what are the you know key takeaways that you've taken that you wish to sort of inform other people about when it comes to um, talking about mental health and um, creating more equitable access to uh, mental health um, uh, caring opportunities. Did that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, well, I think with mental health, the most important thing to do is to just start talking about it. Mm. Um, we definitely need to make sure we hold space to address like the hardships, the successes, and also just remembering that like the existence of one doesn't take away from the other. Negative and positive experiences can coexist together. But I think just starting a conversation and removing a lot of the stigma associated with feeling a little less than yourself uh, would be a great way to ensure that we're able to address this amongst communities that require this, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to refugee 
health. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I haven't seen a lot of work associated with mental health of um, this community aside from maybe the ASRC and the work that they do. So again, it's a very niche, um, pretty under addressed area. I definitely think that we need to find these communities, we need to amplify their voices, maybe even like reports on their experiences, testimonials, that's definitely something that will strengthen our understanding of the unique challenges that they go through. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen too much work around mm. it just yet. At least here in Australia, while there is a really great system that a lot of other countries don't have, there's still a lot of work to be done because there are gaps and it is overburdened as well. Um, so um, definitely agree with you that it's a, we have a starting point, but it can't just be the, you know, the be all and end all. It has to improve and keep improving, especially to support like, refugee communities because um, like you said, you know, the trauma they go through is unique in a way um, and they need specific help and, and people who understand that trauma that they experience. Um, um, but I guess moving away from your goals and more to your personal journey, what have you taken away from, you know, your experience with therapy and your understanding and your of your own mental health and how that plays into your day-to-day -day life? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think... For me, because I just never allowed myself to catch a break, um, I guess I was sort of evading a lot of the issues that I, um, I definitely needed to work on. And I definitely never held space for these negative emotions. I never really talked about them on time. And because of that, they blew over. It affected a few relationships that I had with my friends and um it just in general made me quite insecure as a person and just unsure of my capabilities and my strengths. Mm -hmm. So going to therapy, I definitely would not recommend waiting for it to blow over. I definitely would say when you notice something's not working for you, try to talk to someone. If you require a bit more attention, definitely do seek help. And there is help out there. There are so many services available. Like we're so lucky in Australia that the university provides counseling, a lot of work um, and employers do have services as well um, that you can access. So we're very, very privileged in that, um, in that area. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, I think therapy definitely just helped me understand why I am the way I am. Um, definitely helped me be able to explain a lot of things that I didn't, I didn't understand about things like, um, like generational habits that we just have to unlearn. Um, mm -hmm. It definitely also taught me about the importance of just validating myself. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I think we have a lot to thank ourselves for. Like we've gone through like quite a huge chunk of life right now, even though we're only like 20 something. <laughs> we've gone through a lot of difficulties um, and our bodies have really carried us through like such tough times mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of gratitude to be expressed to ourselves just for persevering especially through last year where like none of us saw any of this coming mm -hmm. um, but I think the most important takeaway for me from therapy was the importance of forming meaningful connections mm -hmm. um, it really helped me understand what my needs were um, and also just gave me the confidence to like not compromise on my authenticity. Mm. Like I think a really huge factor of um, 
just feeling good about yourself, like feeling safe is just being able to show up as you are. And I don't think there's anything more beautiful than like being accepted for who you are and surrounding yourself with people who are committed to like seeing you blossom and committed to like helping you grow. Um, and I think therapy just helped me realize that like you need to have sufficient boundaries in place to feel safe and feel that way and find these people most importantly. Um, and I also guess in a way it helped me like set a standard for myself of like what I want, what I need, like what I expect um, and what I hope to give back in turn. Oh my God, side note though, like my therapist is amazing. Like, <laughs> like she's honestly like, like this short, she's kind of short and she's like brown as well, right? So she uh-huh. understood a lot of like stuff that we grew up with culturally and whenever I looked at her I was like oh my gosh like like I just want you to be my friend <laughs> um but you bring up a really amazing point because therapy is amazing but you have it's also about finding the right fit and especially yeah. culture culturally because like you said everyone has different life experiences and having someone who gets that and you know can um ex- inform their practice 100%. taking that into account is important so I'm so happy that you had someone like that for you that sounds amazing I'm and really really glad because I didn't I didn't have to like explain anything she just understood and it just helped me be able to like open up a lot more mm-hmm. um and get more out of my experience um in therapy because and some like I'm not gonna lie like some sessions were so hard because mm-hmm. like we just like address a lot of things that I didn't expect to address and then sometimes it would just feel like a journey where you're like pushed back like a thousand steps and you feel like you're back on square one mm-hmm. um it's definitely not like an like an a staircase that goes upwards for sure like you're definitely gonna fall but then you're also gonna get up because you've picked yourself up before and you have yeah. that strength right so that's something that therapy taught me as well um so yeah it's definitely like it's a very interesting journey um but I think it just allowed me to have time for myself and Mm. give back to myself and improve myself so that I can be better for like the people around me which I think is the most important thing so I feel like nowadays like the idea of like your idea of self-care is doing something like super productive or like getting through like a million and one things in your day, just making sure you tick all those boxes on that list. Mm -hmm. And, but I feel like that also might have like another side where like, if you fall short of your list, you just feel really upset with yourself and you start beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think one thing that my therapist reminded me of was that sometimes it's okay to just show up and like come as you are. And it's so strong to be able to, confront and embrace certain things um and just like come as you are and like not shy away and be vulnerable in that time and that itself is also self-care you know like self-care isn't always just being productive and doing a million and one things sometimes it's just waking up and making your bed or just having like a nice hearty breakfast or addressing like a few of the little things that you've been putting off for a while um so it definitely changed my understanding and provided me with a lot of like insight and just a different perspective on what caring for yourself looks like and where strength can be recognized Mm -hmm. um and what we should celebrate in ourselves so that's beautiful I really like that um and 
I completely agree with you because I went through a similar journey last year and, you know, it made me realize that a lot of the things that I was beating myself up for, you know, other people would say to me, like, what are you talking about? You sound so productive or you've, you've done so much. Or you, And then I realized a lot of the issues that I was going through was all, you know, self, well, I wouldn't say all self-inflicted, but it was a lot of it that was going on in my head. And, you know, in a way, what you think becomes your reality as well, because it's how you perceive the world. And so learning how to sort of unlearn that those thinking patterns and and reshaping it so that you know you acknowledge who you are you acknowledge that you know you are an amazing person you have done great things and you have done not so great things as well but you know that doesn't take away from the fact that you're a person who deserves and who should get love and especially from yourself and um there's always, you know, getting up and trying again, like you, you not having that perfect idealized version of yourself, but understanding that it's all about progress and not perfection. So yeah, I really, I really relate to everything that you're saying. This was, oh, that was really nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for sharing all that. I, I know that was a bit of a, a tangent, I guess, and I, I might have surprised you with some of those questions. <laughs> oh, <fun. laughs> Um, born ready. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now to the rapid fire round. So I'm just going to ask you five questions um, and you okay. just say whatever's on the top of your head. Don't think about it. Just blurt it out. It's oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, what is an important life lesson to learn? How to say no. Okay. Okay. You win a million dollars. What would you do first? First thing I'd do is probably um, give some to my parents because <laughs> they've honestly just sacrificed so much for me. And uh, I'd probably invest it, to be honest, <laughs> so I can maximize it. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are smart decisions. Smart decisions. The consultant we got to take care of our future. <laughs> <laughs> the consultant in you is showing. <laughs> <laughs> um what's the best compliment you've ever received oh um someone really told me that they really like my mind <laughs> and um just the way that I think about like that that's great I really appreciate that um because it's something more it's something deeper than like your physical attributes or anything and stuff is something that I'm working on to like grow and nurture mm -hmm. so when someone's able to recognize that um yeah, it feels, it feels really good. <laughs> okay. Um, what's one thing you do to stay positive when things get tough? I definitely practice gratitude. Um, I just, it just helps me put things into perspective and helps me realize, look, I'm blessed with like a million and one things. Um, and I know that I have what it takes to keep going because when you're like down in the dumps, like I always just tell myself I've been there before and I have been able to get up and do better from this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one practice that I usually keep up. Just gratitude is just such a superpower, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it really helps sure. appreciate little things in life. Yep. Perfect. Um, and the last question, um, if you could make a documentary about anything, what would it be? Anything at all? Anything at all. First thing that comes to mind. Oh, 
Mm. <laughs> okay, this is very so this is literally the first thing that came to my mind, but um so basically like in India, Nepal, Pakistan, you know because there's a lot of like overlap between the mm. cultures and the communities, there are so many tiny unique communities that we just don't see conventionally portrayed in like this like the media of that region right mm-hmm. so just a documentary on these like tiny communities and their practices their beliefs what they do how they look um their culture i think that would be so fascinating because it's such a diverse region and there's mm-hmm. so much beauty um even in job we met when they go on that little dance when she's singing like geish kai like they do, they explore like all those little communities that we just haven't typically seen before and i thought it was beautiful so probably a documentary on that i think would be very interesting oh wow that i was definitely not expecting that but thank you for sharing that that is that i agree yeah there's there's so much in life that you know just we haven't been exposed to yet no matter how much uh we think we've seen how no matter how old we are there's always something in life to surprise us and i think that's the beauty of life as well you know like even when you think you've know it all and you see it all there's always something there to explore so um yeah anyway thank you so much shreen for coming on to my podcast i loved <laughs> chatting with you i loved having this opportunity I with you i really enjoyed this <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, yeah and um all the best with all um your opportunities and your journey ahead i'm sure you will do amazing things i'm looking forward to seeing what's next for you thank you good luck to you too <laughs> and that concludes this amazing two part episode series with shireen while editing this podcast i realized how great this conversation was and given that engagement happens best towards the start of the episode i thought that this segment in particular would feature better on its own because i really didn't want anyone to miss the words of wisdom that shireen shares because you never know who it might help mental health is a massive topic especially since the pandemic began here in australia it's been a roller coaster ride since the start of 2020 there were moments of relief and of hope because we seem to be doing well compared to the rest of the world and then 2021 saw many states enter lockdown again In fact, Melbourne was in the longest COVID-19 lockdown in the world. We all know the devastating effects this pandemic has had on health, both physical and mental. Also, on education, income, businesses, the economy, I mean the list is endless. In all this, it can be easy to get bogged down and wonder whether there is anything to really look forward to. That's why I loved Shireen's message of taking a step back and focusing on you. How you're doing, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. Because really, how can we achieve what we dream of if we don't look after ourselves and our minds? Thank you Shireen for coming on to the podcast. It's been my honor and pleasure speaking with you. And as for our listeners out there, you can find Shireen on Instagram or LinkedIn. and links to those will be in the description of the episode stay well and catch you next time on tpi dreamers
Thank you for listening to the Perpetual Inquisition. Podcast guest is Shireen Abraham. Chief Operating Officer is Simba. Chief Marketing Officer is Shireen. Music is called Summer's Here by Ajay Stellino from Mixkit.co.